The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. It's got the, the trio tonight, the threesome, the rocking three, the three stooges, whatever you want to call us, because Futch is still slinging it over there at Home Depot. Um, how y'all doing tonight, boys? Y'all have a good weekend? Yeah, I had a very good weekend. Yeah, I, uh, got I back in the football uh, at Tiger Stadium, so that's always a good feeling. Tyler, was your good weekend from the... Uh, some bets that you might have won. I think I heard a no. comment before the show. No, no bets won. No, no bets. No, uh, didn't hear either. <laughs> yeah, Jacob and I had a, a six-leg parlay. Five of them hit, and of course, Mississippi State. The best bet that I had uh, of covering. Uh, we uh, changed the spread. I think it was to eight and a half uh, at the time, uh, but we thought we had it. You know, in the first quarter, we saw that Mississippi State was up 14 to nothing. And then, uh, you know, Cam can agree with this. Our guest from last week, that the offense coordinator sucks at play calling. Uh, so, yeah, yeah Mississippi State is it. dead to me after that. You know, well, y'all could do two three team play parlays and it might just pay no, off. Because... trying to go for the big. Hey, this is how Jacob operates. <laughs> He's not yes, going to put so a parlay if it's anything. Under a plus thousand odds, it has but, to be like but, some insane odds, and we always play the lottery or the five, five of the six. It's always that one last bet that always screws us. So, Tyler, just let's just throw a number out here. Let's say you're betting a hundred bucks on the parlays, right? Um, you could bet a hundred bucks each week and miss it by one leg and get paid out. Six thousand dollars, or you could take one leg off and instead of a five team do a four team and get paid three thousand dollars, you still won money. That's why I was like, Jacob's got to temper his expectations. Here. We're yeah. talking crap about him, he's not even Jacob's trying show. to pay off some loans, baby. Yeah, he's just going, he's going all <laughs> in, he's just ready to rock and roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I I watched some football this weekend, but I also watched something else. Uh, Sunday morning before the game started. I was I was bored. I was like, I'm going to kill some time before the kickoff. Uh, I'm going to go see Oppenheimer in the movies by myself. I was the only person in the movie theater at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. special person to go during church hours, Chet. <laughs> I watched church that evening, okay? Um, <laughs> actually, I haven't yet. I need to do that. Thank you for the reminder there, Wade. Uh, but I went by myself, got myself a nice bucket of popcorn. I snuck in some, uh, some pink Starburst and some peanut m ms so... Cinemax, if you're listening, don't come for me. I popped myself a drink and I sat there and I was like, I've heard great things about this movie. I am locked in. It sucked. I've wasted oh. three hours of my life. There was like 30 minutes of it actually being good. The rest of it was just like, what is this? So if you haven't seen Oppenheimer, I don't recommend it. I don't know if either of y'all have seen it. I think you're about the only person I have heard that said that it sucked. Everybody says all the reviews are saying it's like the greatest movie of all time. No, Barbie was better. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, with you. I, didn't, yeah I thought Barbie. I was going to like text you back on the snap that you sent me. Like this man went see Barbie instead of going like watch like the Saints play at the same time. 
<laughs> no, I went and saw Oppenheimer. I didn't miss the first half of the Saints game, but look, but sounds like I didn't miss anything. Um, that was also a waste of three through. hours. <laughs> um, but I sat there and I knew it started slow, right? Because it's it's. I mean, a lot of people were upset because they thought it was a story of like the the nukes that he built, but it was more the story of his life. And so I, I went into that with, with those expectations, but I also went in with super, super high expectations that it was going to like blow me out of the water. I'm sitting there by myself. And for one, if you're by yourself, they shouldn't run pre movie ads for 30 minutes. And they also shouldn't be the exorcist hell knocks on the door. Demon five. Like I was, I, at one point I just got out and walked out of the theater and waited for the previews to end. Cause I was so scared sitting there by myself watching these previews in a dark theater. Um, so finally I come back in an hour goes by, it's a slow movie, but I'm getting into it. And then they ship them off to New Mexico and they're building the, the uh, atomic bomb. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. They test the bomb. I'm glad I saw it in theaters because I'm test the testing the nuke was really cool. Um, the cinematics and stuff. But then after the movie should have just ended when they dropped it on Japan. We all knew what happened, right? They should have just cut it there. But they go into the whole trial of trying to prove he's a communist and all this stuff that really wasn't even like a legit trial. Um, so that was just it was just really, really long. At one point I was checking my fantasy team during the movie because <laughs> this games had started. Um, and I wasn't too excited about that either so uh but yeah if you're on the fence about oppenheimer i'd go see barbie um that's what i did sunday morning for the game uh so any but i guess before we get to movies any good movies y'all seen lately that you want i haven't to throw been to the movies the in a very long time so i have nothing for you last movie that i saw i couldn't even tell you <laughs> well right. you know my wife is very boston terrier obsessed with with walter so jamie fox is now playing a Boston Terrier in the movie Strays. It came out about a month ago, but uh, I think we're going to finally see it on Friday um, whenever Elise gets back in town. We might just rent it on the TV and watch it with Walter. So. Yes, ever since COVID, movies have kind of been out for me, right? Like the first one since pre-COVID, honestly, we we went to see Barbie. And that was, I mean, it's like two hours, no, no big deal. But like a three-hour movie sitting in a theater by yourself, that was just like, man. Hey, the popcorn really does long. it for me, though. Like, I would Dude, do it just I went through that whole box of, uh, I made sure, I was like, I ain't even eaten breakfast yet. My breakfast is popcorn, Starburst, and peanut m ms That's what I ate <laughs> for Freddy three Freddy Fat-ass diet right there, man. Exactly. <laughs> I told I was like, load that sucker up with butter. And I was like, don't don't be shy. There ain't nobody else in here getting the butter either. So just go ahead. And I mean, he had to turn the machine on. I was the first person in the movie theater. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. I, I kind of wish I'd have just watched it at home. It's a good movie that you could like pause and go do something and then come back because it's very slow. Uh, but yeah, just throwing that out there for any viewers that are on the on the fence about Oppenheimer. Temper your expectations, to say the least. So um, somebody that also needed to temper their expectations. You know, it's a sports show. We'll get right into the sports talk. Was uh, the Cincinnati Bengals fans because Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense did not show up uh, to play the Browns. Uh, of course, Joey B signed that five-year, $275 million deal, 55 a year, highest paid player in the NFL. And he rolled out there and threw for like 80 yards. I think he had like 10 complete passes. I mean, Tyler, the weather was awful. He missed all preseason. Is it is it too early to, uh, to freak out on Joe Burrow? 
Yeah, I think that if you're a Bengals fan, I, I definitely wouldn't be worried. Uh, I've been looking at this series as of late, and the, the Bengals have really struggled uh, with the Browns. I, I looked at uh, last uh, year's matchups, uh, the first matchup, I think that the Bengals won, and then the other one, the Browns absolutely demolished them. That, I believe that was the Thursday night game. Uh, but yeah, I just seen, I would never saw that Joe Burrow would throw for over a hundred yards, but the Bengals offensive line couldn't really do anything. And the uh, pass catchers couldn't really catch the ball. I saw like T Higgins had eight targets, but he had uh, zero receptions and Jamar chase. He didn't really have that many good of a stats. He had three, uh, three catches for 39 yards. Uh, so I think that it's fine. You know, it's this the Cleveland Browns. It's just something about that team. They have it out against Joe Burrow. Miles Garrett and that defensive line was after him on every play. So I think that the Bengals are going to be fine. Uh, it's definitely doesn't help. You're playing in the pouring rain. Uh, you could say the no, same thing for the New York Giants with the Cowboys, put up 40 on them in the, in the pouring rain. Uh, so I think that if you're a Bengals fan, uh, I think that even with the loss, uh, you should feel fine about your team moving forward. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think uh, everybody was losing their mind. Of course, I had Jamar Chase in our fantasy league, and yeah, I wasn't happy with that that performance. But uh, it's week one. He didn't play all preseason. Um, there's there's not much that you can really freak out about it. Wade, I see you've got the New York hat on. Of course, it is 9-11. Never forget uh, our prayers and respects to all the families. Uh, but they've got a they're playing football, New York Jets, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is already injured. So yeah, wait, I guess his hat's got, bad juju. <laughs> is uh, he's what a, I think it was a calf injury, kind of went down awkward on a uh, on a sack. I mean, what do you it, does he need to smoke more mushrooms and take some ashwagandha? Uh, I think is what it's called, or what's going on? You saw the injury. Yeah, I saw him go down. It looked like maybe the turf monster got him, kind of planted his foot awkwardly uh, right before we came on the show. Leonard Floyd got his first sack as a Buffalo Bill. I mean, I Rodgers kind of got up and then just went immediately to the sideline. So it wasn't a, a huge, um, you know, uh, there wasn't a big spectacle about it. He just he got up and Zach Wilson was in the game. So. Uh, we'll have to see if it lingers, if he's able to return or not. Um, the story behind the New York hat, I uh, just thought it was a cool hat that I saw on the side of the road when we were up there uh, two weeks ago. And I just finished watching Hard Knocks or, or, or was in the yep, middle of yep. it and was like, you know what? Got to get the knockoff Jets hat, man. So, <laughs> Well, I watched Hard Knocks and it has me fully believe that Aaron Rodgers was going to win the MVP this year and that Zach Wilson – it's the next coming of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I think the Jets will be fine. Now, if that's true, I don't know. Uh, don't come for me, Jets fans. Uh, but, yeah, it's rough to see. I guess the Rodgers didn't like the Jets. And four plays in, he was like, nah, I'm done. I'm going down. I might Just give me my money. I'm retiring. I'm out of here. Uh, Maybe Zach Wilson's mind. family paid a lot of money for a very expensive PR stunt to change everybody's opinion on Zach. And then, you know, yeah. Aaron wanted to retire the whole time. And here we go. You know, that's a pretty good conspiracy. I think you might be onto something there, Wade. Doesn't his um, dad like or uncle isn't he like the CEO of American Airlines or something? Like they got the money. I don't know, do. but uh I mean he went to BYU. Isn't that a private college? I'm uh, sure he went on a scholarship. But he yeah, looks like, like he's got big sponsored by the church. Um, I think it is private. So a lot of stuff going on over there that we won't get into onto the show. There's some weird things out there in BYU. Um 
Some other games uh, took a note. The Saints won a close one. I mentioned I missed the first half watching Oppenheimer, so I can't speak much to it. Final score is 16-15. Derek Carr pretty much played okay. I mean, he did what he needed to do. He had that nice touchdown to uh, remind Rashid, me his name. Or, um, not Rashid. Yeah, it was Rashid that caught the touchdown, wasn't it? The wheel um, route? Over oh, there? yes, he did. He yeah. had the, yep. the wheel route touchdown, and then he had a big 50-yard catch. I, I thought he scored on the 50. Um, and, and Chris Olave looked pretty much wide receiver one, and you saw flashes of Mike Thomas. Tyler, do you think oh, Mike, Mike T is going to be okay kind of being the, the second guy in the offense? Yeah, I think so. It was just a, a rough matchup against a very good uh, Titans defense. The, the Titans defense had one of the best defensive lines, and, and Jamal Williams just couldn't really do anything. I think like the longest uh, rush that he had was like seven yards uh, that whole game. So you are missing some explosion in the backfield uh, without Alvin Kamara there. But I think that moving forward, you have you have the Panthers defense this weekend uh, on Monday night, and then you'll have uh, the Packers defense uh, in week three before Alvin Kamara uh, goes back. But I think that Michael Thomas is definitely a fine option. You know, with Traquan Smith uh, going on the IR, he's going to miss the four first four uh, regular season games of the weekend. Uh, so I think that Chris Olave, he's going to be wide receiver one. I think that Michael Thomas can definitely be wide receiver two. And I think with Shahid, we saw him. Uh, he was really explosive last season, and he really showed it again. Uh, so I think, you know, Rashid Shahid, Michael Thomas are kind of pretty much going to be a two-way uh, and two-B uh, in that wide receiver core. Well, and I think you're going to, if you're an opposing defense like the Titans, you're going to have to decide who are you putting your top guy on. You go in Chris Olave and Michael Thomas, because obviously the talent is still there. I mean, Michael Thomas is playing at a very high level, even though he's coming off multiple injuries, but it's like uh, Olave was the favorite Sunday. I mean, next week it could be completely flipped. It could be Michael, the Michael Thomas show, right? Uh, big thing I saw from the Saints was they were able to hold Neal's uh, favorite running back, Derrick Henry, uh, pretty well. The defense looked really good. I think Tannehill threw like three picks. I mean, yep. when are they going to give up on the Ryan Tannehill experience? Me too right uh, now because he sucks. If they Who could, they, they, would. <laughs> uh, Will they Levis. could. Will Levis is well, the backup be... and Malik Willis is the third string. Oh, Malik Willis? Oh, okay. That'll be interesting to see. Uh yeah, I think I'd stick with Tannehill between the two of those back, the two of those backups. But I don't know. I guess if it gets so bad to where he's throwing three picks every game, you got to you got to try out, uh, the rookie out there and see what he can do. Um, D Hop still had a, a nice stat line, even though I don't think Marshall Lattimore was guarding him. I think uh, he wasn't times, was but they were like switching him between Alante yeah. Taylor and Marshawn. Yeah, uh, Marshawn had a pick. I think Adibo also had a pick. Uh, Linebackers look good. Demario Davis, I mean, he does what he does. Him and Cam Jordan are just a matchup nightmare uh, for any offensive line. So I'm not, you know, saying the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl, but some other analysts are. And they have a fairly easy schedule. So it's just a matter, you know, you get Alvin Kamara back in two weeks. That brings a whole nother breath of life into the running back room. Um, Jamal Williams is a good three, three back guy. Uh, Derek Carr, like I said, did what he needed to do to win the football game. And how about Blake Groupie? First NFL game, the man made like four. Did better goals. than Lutz. Yeah, Lutz missed the Lutz extra lost point. the game for uh, didn't yep. Yep, missed a 51-yarder and missed an extra point. That ultimately was the decider because it was 17-16. to 16. 
And I've got a question for y'all. Uh, are Saints fans allowed to root against Sean Payton? I would think yes. I don't think yeah. there's any reason. Pretty much backstabbed yeah. them, says that he was going to retire, yeah. and be like, nope, I'm going to go back, go to the Broncos. So, yeah. I, However, I mean, I think it was good for both sides because I think New Orleans was trying so hard to replicate the Sean Payton offense the last couple of years, and I know Pete Carmichael was still there, and you're going to see glimpses of it, but – it was time for New Orleans to move on. Drew Brees retired. You're not going to be able to replicate Drew Brees with whoever they were throwing out there at quarterback. Michael Thomas, you know, looked like a shell of himself. And honestly, Camaro was getting misused because they figured let's just stack it all in Camaro. So I think this is refreshing. You bring in Derek Carr. Uh, you try to get Camara back to more of a uh, a receiving back with the presence of Jamal Williams and um you just go from there and i think sean payton he's trying to kind of force an old school offense on uh on denver and that could be a nightmare too yeah i just i saw some stuff on on x and people were like oh look at there sean payton starts it off oh and one and somebody was like stop hating man uh he did so much for the saints and yeah i give sean payton his respect i mean he won the saints super bowl right and we had many a great years with him but in my opinion, screw the guy. Like, it's no different than the Nick Saban LSU situation. He goes to the NFL, comes back, joins an opposing SEC team, which it would have been even worse if Sean Payton came back to coach, like, the Panthers or something the like Panthers that. The Panthers were trying very hard. <laughs> exactly. I think it really would have been like, a, you're done, dude. Like, get out of here. So I think New Orleans, for how much it did for the city, the Saints fans owe him his respect, but I don't think you have to like him. I think you can you – can, uh, be be joyful when he loses and when he does bad. That's just my opinion. I saw opposing on on the on the side or on Twitter. I'm sorry on X. Uh, so I wanted to see y'all's takes. Sounds like Tyler hates him and Wade says give him his flowers, but be. I mean, he's just a competitor at this point. Uh, but there's no no need to hate I'm him. I would hate him more if he like, was coaching. I agree with you. If he like went to the Falcons, that would have been pretty much the same scenario of Nick Saban. Right. Right. And the Falcons would be a million more times dangerous if he was there because they do have some weapons, but they're content just running the ball Bijan. 45 times a game. Did it, balled out this weekend. Hey, Bijan did good, and so did uh, Tyler Algier. Algier, I mean, man, yeah, two touchdowns. He led the team in, in carries. Uh, Bijan was more like a cast catching back, a uh, uh, pass catching back, a cast catching back. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's interesting to see what they're going to do over there. Of course, Kyle Pitts did not surprise anybody. Shocker. Um, he was sitting Wasn't he the leading receiver, receiver, though? No, neither him or London. Or maybe, yeah, maybe Pitts had a few grabs, but London had zero grabs. Yeah, I don't think London had any catches. Um, Pitts, Pitts had two catches. Uh, let me see what the – It might have uh, been their leading receiver. I mean, they literally attempted – They didn't really like, do much. pass attempts. <laughs> Trying to find a stat line here. Falcons, Panthers. They well, they beat Bryce Young. If Sean Payton was with the Falcons, uh, Pitts would be the next Jimmy Graham, like no doubt. Uh, Ritter went 15 for 18, 115 yards for one touchdown. Hollins had three catches. Pitts had two. Uh, Bijan had six, and Algier had three. Uh, so, I mean. I still think Bijan Robinson's the running back one, but it looked like Algier was kind of their guy in the in the red zone, and Robinson was more used as a pass catching guy. He had a six for twenty seven and a touchdown, and then rushing ten for fifty six. So, that I mean, won't last all season. Bijan's going to be their guy. 
No, I think he'll definitely be their guy, but uh, Algier is not a bad, you know, potential throw him on your bench, keep him as a flex position if you need somebody and hope he pops off. Uh, but we'll get yeah. that in the fantasy <laughs> talk. Uh, other games, the uh, Bake Show went into – or Minnesota visited the Bake Show and got upset. Um, I would call that an upset. Baker Mayfield, he he's back, baby. I think uh, it's going to be an issue for in the NFC South. And – Dolphins beat the Chargers in a shootout, 36 to 34, two of 466 passing yards with three tutties and Tyreek Hill, 215 with two touchdowns. Uh, me drafting Jamar Chase over Tyreek Hill didn't look great. So, Tyler, what do you see from Tyreek Hill? Is he coming back for wide receiver one status? In the yeah, you said in the preseason uh, that he wanted to get 2,000 yards and he's already at 25% of the way. Uh, so I think that Tariq Hill is going to have a phenomenal season. Now is he's going to have 215 yards, uh, to whatever, whatever the math is. I saw somebody. Said I, that, I was like, wait. But yes, no, whatever. You're, Y'all know what I'm talking about. He's still a man. Hey, so, he'll be there by think, next week. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be there probably yeah. by like week five. <laughs> and so at this point, the way that is. Uh, but I think the more of the like the glamour here should be around Tua because this man has been through so much in the past couple of seasons. Everybody saying like, oh, he's a bust of a quarterback. But honestly, if a healthy Tua, the Dolphins have one of the best chances. I know that the Jets have all the hype, but I think that the Dolphins are going to be a dark horse to, to take this division. I think that the Buffalo Bills will ultimately take it. But if the Dolphins can get a full healthy season of Tua with Tyree killed the weapons that they have, uh, the running backs. You do have like three or four guys uh, who are viable. But I think that the defense, they definitely have to get better. I know it was the Chargers, you know, Justin Herbert. He's definitely going to be the, one of the pass uh, leaders. Uh, so I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this Dolphins team moving forward. Very impressed. We'll see what they do on Sunday night against the Patriots. Because if they go on the road at the Foxborough and beat them, this could definitely be a team that can make a deep run in the playoffs. Um. I've lost the train of thought. Uh, two is probably a, a available waiver pickup in the majority of fantasy leagues, unless you're like not a not in our league. league. <laughs> Who's got him? I got him. Oh Lord, Tyler's Tyler sees the future. I mean, mind you, Tyler didn't even know he had Tyree Kill in our friends league. Oh, I didn't because I was so like <laughs> I'm so focused in on the money league of fifty bucks over the one that's just twenty. So I'm going focusing on which. Hey, you never know. Me the more dollar bills and building that bankroll. That's that's go, 20, 20 times twelve versus uh eight. So <laughs> well, hey, Tyree Kill did his thing in my le- in our friends league. So you know what? Happy about that too. As you saw earlier, math isn't our strong suit, so it might take us yeah, a couple minutes to calculate that one. Uh, Jordan Love showed out the Packers. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw the SNL skit. They they remade the Ken song from Barbie. Instead of I'm just Ken, it's I'm just 10. And it's Jordan Love singing to the Packers fans about how he's just 10. He's not 12. Uh, love me, please. I mean, 245 yards, three touchdowns, and a dove over Chicago. What else can you ask for? Um, and then Sunday night, big matchup. Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Dallas D, Dick Down in Dallas, destroying the Giants 40 to nothing. Um, over there in New York, that's a bad way to open the season. Uh, I was losing my fantasy matchup by 15. All I had left is Dallas and Aaron Rodgers, which it's a good thing I had Dallas because Dallas scored 30 points for me. I'm going to win that matchup by 15, and Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big old zero. So, Lyndon, if you're watching, uh, thank you, Cowboys, for uh, giving me that win. So, 
what'd you see from Dallas here, Tyler? I mean, is the defense going to make him a true contender? I mean, all Dak looked decent. He didn't uh, screw up too much. Yeah, Dak played very well. I, I think that that defense, uh, every week, uh, that defense is going to keep them uh, in this game. But if that offense can continue rolling like it did, then I think it, they can go as far as winning the Super Bowl. I think that this is a very good team. Tony Pollard is the real deal. I mean, I've yeah, been saying this for years, that Ezekiel Elliott was not the answer for this offense. Tony Pollard was unleashed, had two touchdowns. Uh, we saw Deuce Vaughn a little bit because it was 40 to nothing. Uh, so, yeah, this was a, a matchup that received uh, some hype. The Giants, you know, had coming off of a really good season. I think that the Giants are going to be fine. This was just a very, very they bad game. They always an egg against Dallas. Yeah, I they mean, always they lay an egg it. against the Cowboys at least once a season. Uh, so we'll see if they can pick up the pieces. Uh, so we'll see if the Giants can stack up some wins. But I am very high on this Cowboys team after game number one. Well, you should be because you had Tony Pollard and you beat me by 16 yeah, well. fantasy football. Um, <laughs> let's get to our fantasy football. Our, while we pull that up, I'm going to check in on the Bills-Jets game. It's currently 3-3. Three to three. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers has returned. Um, let's check that out. Nope, I think it's still Zach Wilson. So we'll see. Uh, I mean – if you're the Jets, I know it's. I mean, it's a divisional game, week one. Do you try Rodgers out there if he's feeling okay, Wade? What do you think? You're wearing the New York hat. Um, I think you play it very safe. I think this team kind of looks around the AFC. They saw Cincinnati lost. They saw Kansas City lost. Um, you know, I think that they realize, hey, we're not out of it. If we lose week one, it's not the end of the world. But what is the end of the world is if we rush Rodgers back out there. He comes up gimpy and is out for – eight, ten weeks, or even the season. So I would expect them to play it very safe. I'm sure he's got some voodoo mojo that he'll he'll do, and he'll be fine in a couple weeks. Uh, so let's take a look at it. Uh, Tyler versus myself. Uh, I don't think I can say our team names on air. No. Uh, we'll keep that one to ourselves. <laughs> um, Tyler, 131 points. I have 81. Uh, I still have two people left to play, being Garrett Wilson in the Bills' defense. I don't think I'm getting 60 out of them, uh, but looking at it, I mean, our quarterbacks, I had Jalen Hurt and Good. Lamar Jackson, both pretty <laughs> low-scoring performances here. Um, this is where it gets interesting. Christian McCaffrey for you, Tyler, 28 points. Uh, Josh Jacobs for me, nine. Um, Tony Pollard for you, Tyler, 22 points. Najee Harris, five. Uh <laughs> Tyler, I'm, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, 19 points. Started off good Thursday night. Uh, Jamar Chase, nine. T Higgins. It is checking to break double digits. Uh, I, I have two people with double digits at the moment. T Higgins, zero. Garrett Wilson, still playing, yet to be seen. He's at 1.7. I need him to get about 59 more if I want a chance at this one. With the backup queue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tight end was the only level. Uh, you had Tyler Higby with eight. I had Pat Fryermuth with seven. That was his only uh, catch, too, was that touchdown. Yep, and then so, he got hurt. Uh, he's he's getting dropped uh, because Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, whoever's starting in Pittsburgh, is awful. Well, I mean, they I were might playing San Francisco. Here. He's still yeah, going to be a top a ten tight end. Uh, Aaron Jones uh, for you, Tyler, twenty six points. He went off against Chicago. I had D Hop in my flex, fourteen. Uh, so there's my there's my second double digit score. Of course, defense, you had the Patriots with five. I have the Bills, who currently have nine points. Uh, Carlson, for you, had five. And Mr. Koo with seven. So my namesake didn't let me down. 
Um, the bench isn't looking good for me either. I mean, Kadarius Tony can't catch a ball. Uh, Kyle Pitts, two catches. Uh, Odell, I'm glad I didn't start him. He had two catches. Kamara just needs to get back, stop kicking people on elevators, and I might be okay. So I'm not selling the farm, but uh, I need a new running back because uh, nine and five ain't going to cut it from my two starters there. So let's get to Wade and Butch. Uh, Butch still has two people left to play, and uh, he's in Fletch, or Wade, you're out. So uh, current score is 127 to 113. Uh, I think Fletch is going to win this one because he still has Josh Allen playing in the game. Uh, and you had Trevor Lawrence, respectable, 18 points, 240 yards, two tutties. Um, You had Saquon, uh, not much, nine points. And uh, Fletch had Ramondi Stevenson with 15. Rashad White, Wade, that's a bold strategy there. He had seven points. Uh, Miles Sanders for Fudge had uh, 12. Jay Jettis does what he does. Uh, 24 points. I don't think he caught a pass in the second half, though. Maybe one. Yeah, he, I think uh, he had one one or two catches for 10 yards in the second half. Yeah, I mean, 24 points. I mean, he's going to put up those numbers every week. So, uh, And he, Fudge has Stephon Dix, who's still playing. Devontae Adams looked good, 12 points. To Keenan Allen's 14. Uh, go Dirt, zero. Uh, might want to. That's a head scratcher right there. Well, yeah, because yeah. my boy Darren Waller already hurt week one. Uh, Evan Ingram nine. Uh, Calvin Ridley, that's a good one with twenty four points. Uh, him and Trevor Lawrence are going to be a scary matchup this season. Um, that's why I that Madison with thirteen, and then of course our other flexes: DJ Moore for you four and a half. Deontay Johnson uh, eight for Futch. Uh, the dagger to you was he had the Cowboys defense with twenty seven points and. Uh, Jake Elliott had 17 for the Eagles. So special uh, teams wins two, championships, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I don't really see anybody else besides, uh, uh, Perrine for the Broncos would have scored more points than your starting running back, but you got to start Saquon. So it'll be, uh, all right. and, and keep look, in mind, he also, did a ton of wide receivers. he also yeah. did all this without Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that is true. That is a that good is point. <laughs> um, so, Futch looks like the team to beat in our league, uh, besides Mikey, who had Tyreek Hill. Uh, so, hey, Wade, we're starting off 0-1. Yeah. My freaking yeah. quarterback had seven, and I almost still almost put up like Yeah, you beat me by 60. Um, if I had two, I would have scored 160. <laughs> we're going to be shootouts every each and every week for sure. I think it's funny, though, that in the eight-man league with um, – well, I guess we do have an additional flex, but for some reason that team gets outscored by our 12-man team, it seems. Um, <laughs> Me too. Me too. Luck of the draw. Uh, yep, so we start off on one. Tyler's 1-0. So, Tyler, let's get this fantasy football corner rocking and rolling. We're going to be queued into what you have to say. Yeah, definitely get queued in, and I'm going to go ahead and pull it up, as we always do here. All right. And, of course, if you have questions, leave them in the chat. Hit the subscribe button and let us know who you want to start. We'll, we'll answer them all. So send them all right, on chat. in. All right, Chet. You're going to like this one. Uh, let's uh, help each other out here. Uh, so the quarterback start of the week, we did pretty good. You know, Patrick Mahomes uh, was on this week, uh, last week. He fared out pretty well. Etienne had a touchdown. Ridley went off. And, and Amon Ra also went off, too. Uh, so not too bad on the starts of the week. Uh, but first one is Jalen Hurts. So uh, better start him early because uh, the Eagles have 
Thursday night matchup against the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Vikings defense. I just wasn't really impressed. You know, the Bake Show really had a great game against the Minnesota Vikings. That was the game that I thought that they were going to absolutely destroy the Bucs, uh, but I was wrong. Uh, so Jalen Hurts didn't do that great against the Patriots defense, uh, but not many quarterbacks are going to fare well. You know, everyone was talking about the Cowboys defense doing really good. I think that the Patriots defense, they got down 16 to nothing, and they were able to rally. Uh, but Week two projected total points uh, is 26.2 for Jalen Hurts coming off of a 12.5, so a dud. I just don't expect that in back-to-back weeks. They're coming back home to Philadelphia in front of that amazing crowd. Uh, so I think in Thursday night, Jalen Hurts going to get a couple of rushing touchdowns. We didn't really see that in week number one. I think that he's going to have his fair share. Uh, so I think that Jalen Hurts uh, in this offense against Minnesota's Vikings sec- secondary that I think that he's going to go after. I think he got to start Jalen Hurts against a Minnesota defense. Uh, that has been concerning uh, for the past couple of weeks, dating back to last season. All right, let's go on to the running back start of the week, and that is going to be Aaron Jones. Keep in mind, though, Aaron Jones uh, suffered a hamstring injury, but reports uh, are looking that he's going to be good to go for week number two. Uh, and Aaron Jones continued to do very good things in the Packers offense. Uh, everybody was doubting this Packers offense, but Jordan Love, had a phenomenal week one against the Chicago Bears. And looking at their matchup this week, they traveled to Atlanta. Atlanta uh, last year was one of the worst rush defenses uh, in the league. And if you looked at week number one, you saw two running backs uh, get over 60 yards. Uh, we saw Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. So I think that if Aaron Jones, if he's healthy and ready to go, I think that he's going to smash this project- projection at 15.2. Do. Uh, so I think, you know, coming off of a 26.7, uh, you know, don't even expect that uh, every single week. Uh, I think going up against the Atlanta Falcons defense, uh, that is a little bit suspect against the rush. I think that Aaron Jones uh, in this offense will have a very good week. Number two against Atlanta. All right, let's go on to the wide receiver start of the week. And we're going to continue going with Calvin Ridley worked out for us uh, in week number one. And let's go on now to week number two. And who's the Jaguars playing? It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. We went out to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, secondary in week number one against uh, with Amon Ross St. Brown. That worked out pretty well for us. St. Brown scored a touchdown. Uh, Ridley showed why he's going to be the wide receiver one for this Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Over 100 yards receiving in this one. I think that with the Chiefs, uh, they're going to be bouncing back if Travis Kelsey's healthy. I think that it's going to be an offense shootout between really two talented offenses. Uh, so I think that Calvin really is going to have his fair share. Wouldn't be surprised if he finds the end zone uh, once again. I think that Trevor Lawrence uh, and him have just had the connection that is dreaming of. And this was the guy, keep in mind, that was going around five and six. If you've been watching this channel, I've been shouting to the mountaintops for you to draft Calvin Ridley. So if you drafted him, definitely start him this week with a lot of confidence against the Chiefs secondary. That was a little bit tested against the Detroit Lions offense. They were able to succeed. I expect the Jaguars to do the same with Ridley. All right, let's get into the negatives now with the sits of the week. The first sit is Kirk Cousins. And it's not definitely a nightmare to go up against the Philadelphia Eagles defense, Kirk Cousins. I thought that he was going to have a very good game against the Buccaneers uh, defense, but the Buccaneers defense uh, really showed out. Uh, So I think that Kirk Cousins going on the road to hostile environment against Philadelphia. I know that there's a lot of talent. You have Alexander Madison at the running back position. You have Jay Jettas 
and also Jordan Addison as your top two wide receivers. But I just don't see it being here once again. These are two uh, defenses that I don't really like in the matchup here. Uh, so I would definitely not go with Kirk Cousins uh, this week against the Philadelphia defense. I know they lost some talent. We've looked at week one against uh, how they did against Mac Jones. They shut him down in week number week number one in the first half. Uh, so I think that Kirk Cousins not really going to have too much success here on the road in Philadelphia. The running back sit of the week is Cam Akers. I don't know why people try to keep telling me that this man is going to be a fantasy league winner. He's just not. He did score. He did score a touchdown, uh, but he had 22 attempts. For only 29 yards against the Seattle Seahawks defense. So I know I know he had nine points, uh, almost nine points uh, last week, uh, but this is not the matchup uh, that you want uh, for him this week. A uh, very tough matchup going up against the San Francisco 49ers, and the 49ers is a defense. Whatever running back you have against the San Francisco, don't have any confidence so, because San Francisco's defensive line is one of the best. Uh, so I'm just not really seeing it. I was really impressed, though, with the Los Angeles Rams offense. You know, without Cooper Cup, they were still able to score 30 points against Seattle, but I just don't really see it here. Just Cam Akers, uh, any running back for Los Angeles. I mean, he wasn't even the leading rusher for Los Angeles Rams, so that's definitely concerning. So definitely – Stash Cam Akers on the bench this week against a very tough matchup against one of the best uh, rush defenses in the league in the Niners. All right, the last sit of the week here in week number two is going to be George Pickens. And the Steelers just keep having uh, some tough matchups here uh, in week number two. You know, in week number one, they faced off against the San Francisco 49ers. In week two, they get the Cleveland Browns at home. And if you watch what the Cleveland Browns did against Joe Burrow and that offense, that definitely worries you. Uh, but once again, uh, the Steelers will be at home. Uh, George Pickens, you know, 8.6 points, five receptions, 36 yards. This is not the stat line uh, that we were hoping for to see. Uh, some people had him uh, as the wide receiver one uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but this Steelers offense uh, just is off to a rough start. I know these are going to be two tough defenses to start, uh, so it's all about matchups. So when we're looking at the start and the sit and going up against a Browns defense uh, that – Really bogged down uh, one of the best uh, offenses uh, in the AFC. I'm just not riding with George Pickens. So that's my starts and sits of week number two. I got a question for you, Tyler. A little Go bonus action here. Um, how do you feel about Najee Harris uh, with the Steelers? I mean, they're playing the Browns. Would that be a – would you start them? What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I definitely would trust uh, them more on the ground game. Uh, if you look, you know – what the what Joe Mixon did, he still had a fairly good game. It wasn't like the game that you know Joe Mixon had last couple of years, where he puts up twenty plus points. But he was able to get sixty yards rushing. I think that the Steelers are actually going to win this game. You know, Mike Tomlin uh, is not going to let what happened in Week Number One. I think that even because I think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to be one of the best uh, defenses uh, in the league. You know, the Browns they're definitely going to be. But what the Browns do more is pass rush. I think that there, there's definitely some holes in that offense. So I think that Najee Harris, I hated him to begin with in fantasy. I just don't think that he's just going to be a good fantasy running back. That's something against you or your team. Uh, but I think against the Browns, I mean, if you picked him high, uh, you, you just got to ride with him and hope that he breaks out for you at some point. I give it a shot. So uh, let's go to uh, some people that did break out over the weekend. Let's see who got that dog in him. 
who got that dog in on the first opening weekend of NFL football. And I'm going to throw you all a curveball. I'm not going with anybody for football. I'm going with Miss Coco Golf. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying her last name right there. You are. Uh, she wins the uh, Women's U.S. Open as the sixth seed takes down number two seed, uh, Arna Sabalinka. I believe she is from Russia because she doesn't have a flag next to her name. I think they're still doing that. Um, dude, I was flipping through the channels uh, in between uh, games on Saturday and um, – I'm sorry, yesterday. And I was just intrigued by this tennis match. I mean, Coco was all over the place. The speed could kill somebody. I mean, she was left side, right side, middle, left side, right. I mean, it was crazy. I, I don't watch tennis, obviously. Um, I was comparing it to pickleball. I uh, like, holy cow, this is insane. And it was, it was just, it blew my mind away. Uh, she takes it, uh, wins the women's U.S. Open. So that's my dog. She's got that dog in her right there. Uh, going up against a big powerhouse like Sabalinka. Uh, Tyler, who you got? Yeah, I'm glad you got some variety uh, in here with the dogs. We've been going either all baseball as of late or all football. Uh, but I'm going to go on the gridiron uh, to one of the biggest games uh, in college football. Going to go with Texas's quarterback, Quinn it's Ewers. He had building. a very good game. Uh, you know, we saw him last week, uh, last year against uh, Alabama. A lot of people are saying that if you didn't get hurt, I think I'm going to go with Quinn Ewers, uh, 348 yards, 349 yards passing and three touchdowns against the Crimson Tide defense. So I like it. Hey, I'm not a fan of his no mullet. I think he looked great with the mullet. It just played into his persona. He's Haven't you got, like, seen, though, like head? quarterbacks who shave their head are just popping off like Stetson Bennett did it. Quinn Ewers is doing it. That's the strategy. If you have long hair, just cut it off and I guess so. Play out long your mind. He needs to do it. <laughs> Joe needs to do it. He's got some weird haircut going. He needs to knock the nonsense off. Time to shave it. Just Joe Joey B just full on bald. Yeah. Uh Wade, who's your dog? Joey Buzzcut. There we go. Um, like That's his new name. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with the, the Dallas Cowboys defense as a collective unit. I mean, winning people's fantasy matchups left and right, including one of mine, and just That's absolutely it. manhandling the Giants to start the season. I just can't get behind the Giants. I tried to force it with uh, Darren Waller, and I think it's just not going to be a very good year for the Giants. I mean, if you can't let your division rival come punch you in the mouth when, honestly, you, the Giants and the Cowboys are fighting for second place in that division. So um, I think it'll be very interesting, interesting to see how Dallas plays against Philadelphia here in just a little bit. But um, for now, a really dominant start for the Dallas defense. Yeah, I mean – uh, the Giants looked great last year for the majority of the season, and then it's not looking too good this year. So, uh, with that being said, if you betted on Dallas, I mean, you you build your bankroll. So we're all about that. So let's get to building that bankroll. It's time for building that bankroll. Cha Ching is right. Uh, last week we went. Uh, I don't really know how to score this. One for two with a push. My bet on Utah. Uh, the cover at seven points. They covered it. They scored. They won by exactly seven points. That was a nail biter down in the end. Thought they were going to blow Baylor out of the water. So we'll call that one a push. Um, and then who was uh, Georgia State covered against UConn? Shout out Cameron. Georgia State beat the doors off of UConn. Um, they, they were a three point favorite. And I think they won by 20. Uh, but Mississippi State failed to cover against Arizona. 
um, at minus nine. They went into overtime on that one. So uh, one for two and a push, respect, respectfully. Uh, so let's get to our we're, – we're coming at you live this week with NFL and college best bets. So, uh, Tyler, I'm going to let you start it. What's your – let's go with college first. Okay. Um, I think this is going to be one of my bold ones uh, so far. I'm going to go with the Florida Gators to cover the plus six and a half uh, at home. Uh, I think if you look at last year's matchup, it was a five-point game, uh, and that was probably the best uh, Tennessee team that they had in quite some time. Uh, But Tennessee and Florida, uh, you know, Florida, I know that everyone's going to be talking about game number one against Utah. They didn't look very good, but I think that their defense uh, every single week is, is impressing me so far. Uh, so I think that at the swamp against Joe Milton and that offense that struggled against Austin P, it was 13 to six uh, in that half of that game. Uh, so everybody can give me excuse of whether or not, but you got to take care of business when you want to. So I think that the Gators cover the six and a half at home. I like it. I like it. I mean, it's going to be hard. Uh, to go into the swamp and get a win. Um, Wade, what's your uh, what's your college best bet here? All right, I got a bold one for you as well. Putting a lot of points on the line. Alabama, minus 32 against South Florida. Yes, they're going on the road to play the Bulls, but come on, guys. I mean, it's Alabama. I know they're not, you know, a national championship Alabama-level team, but I would take Ole Miss on that line. I would take LSU on that line. I would take Georgia on that line. I mean. South Florida is just not that good. Alabama's pissed off. They're going to cover the 32. They'll probably win like 44 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, they just got punched in the mouth by Texas. Nick Saban's going to have them boys ready to play. And if he doesn't, the dynasty might be. Now, if that scares you, putting 32 on the board, I'll also give you uh, Kansas State over Missouri uh, covering five points. That one feels like a safe one. Uh, All right, so we got a two-for-one there from, from Wade. My pick, uh, I'm giving the team the respect. They made me eat my words week one. Florida State taking on Boston College. Uh, the over-under on that one is 48.5. I think Florida State does it by themselves. But overall, take the over 48.5 in the Florida State versus Boston College game. I mean, they have a dynamic off- offense uh, with Jordan Travis. And Keon Coleman is just, I mean, he's got to be, him and Marvin Harris Jr. have got to be on. Martin Harris Jr. is on the Heisman list. Keon Coleman is not far behind him from what I've seen. I mean, the dude is 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 a walking human highlight tape. So take the over 40 and a half, 48 and a half. I think Florida State does it by himself. But guess what? Just bet the overall. So uh, you think they let's can keep... cover that line as well. It's a 25-point game. Yeah. I definitely yeah. I think I think they they beat them like we've seen Boston College lately. They only won by yeah. three against Holy Cross. Yeah. I was looking yeah, at that one bad. as well. It was really bad. Uh, I think that's like a 56 to seven game. Yeah, no, I thought about taking the cover, but I mean, 25 points is a lot, even though it's probably, it's very possible against this team. Uh, but I feel more confident on the over because Florida State's probably just going to continue to rack up uh, some insane numbers. So uh, let's get to our NFL bets. Wade, we'll let you start us off here. All right. So NFL bets are a little tighter and you only have 16 that you can work with. So, um there's no hidden gems i'm gonna take seattle plus five and a half against detroit uh not because i think seattle will win outright i just think that this is a lot of points to give um detroit i know that it's well deserved they beat kansas city just a week ago but it was only a one point victory and seattle is kind of a surprise loser week one so 
I I just see it being a lot closer game. I can see it potentially being a shootout as well. Um, I didn't see what the, the points were, but the uh, the five and a half total just seemed too large for me. I like it. I like it. Tyler, what do you got? Yeah, I was between two games here, but, but I'm just going to go Dallas uh, covering the three against the New York Jets, especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't ready to go, then just slam this one until you can't no more. Uh, so I think get that- it early. Yeah, get it. Get this one early uh, before it definitely uh, skyrockets. Uh, so I was very impressed. I think that everybody in the nation saw what Dallas did. Uh, so I think that this is without a question. I think that uh, Dallas goes two and zero against New York teams in back to back weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just got an alert. And Rogers is not returning for the rest of the game. So if it is Zach Wilson next week, you better you better hop on that Dallas tonight while you're watching live go ahead and hit it that's why we come on monday for you (laughs) exactly exactly so i have i was set on one and i feel like i should say it since that was my original gut take but i saw another one i like so i'll give you a two for one on the nfl side um actually no i'm not i changed my mind i don't like this one anymore uh i'm gonna go cincinnati versus baltimore over 46 and a half. I'm all on the overs this week. I think I like that. Joe Burrow is going to come out pissed off and ready to sling the rock. Um, and we saw uh, the Ravens put up 23 points um, in week one. So I guess the Texans who have, I guess, don't have a great defense. I mean, they got well, blown they out. also were out w- without Mark Andrews. So if Andrews is back, I think this over is going to hit. That's true. I mean, Cincinnati does not have a very good defense. Um, the Ravens are kind of iffy. I definitely think this is going to be a high-scoring matchup, and I'm taking Cincy and Ravens over 46-and-a-half. I'll throw you out my other one. I'm probably not going to post it on Twitter. Vikings plus seven versus Philadelphia. I think it's going to be a Jalen Hurts game, but I think Justin Jefferson is going to have one of those legacy Jay Jettis games, and it's going to be a close one in the end. So there's a bonus one for you. I'll probably just keep it to three on our Twitter graphic, but uh, just keep that one in, in, in the brain over there. So um, with that, let's get over to some college football talk here. Um, had a few surprising games, a few upsets, you could call them. Miami takes down Texas A&M pretty big, pretty easily. Um, Jimbo Fisher didn't really know what to do. Uh, he said that the Miami defense was clapping to simulate the Texas A&M snap, and they're getting uh, false starts and wrong, running the wrong play. So, Tyler, the ACC so far is dominating the SEC. Is is this a, a change of uh, of tide here on what's happening? It may be that the SEC is just having a down year. I mean, we can't really say anything about Georgia because so far they played UT Martin in Ball State and they were okay. probably not going to play anybody worth of note until the Tennessee game whenever they go to Neyland Stadium. But if you really <laughs> look at the SEC, uh, no, they're, no, that's not going to happen. It's going to be over by halftime. Uh, so I think, you know, if you look at the SEC West, you know, you already have – three teams already with one loss, LSU, Alabama, and Texas A&M. I think, you know, and also Ole Miss, they got a huge win against uh, Tulane. Uh, so I think that who knows who's going to take the SEC West, uh, but we talked about it on, on the SEC, taught that, yeah, the ACC has definitely dominated. We saw Wake Forest beat Vanderbilt once again, and then we saw Miami take down that uh, Texas A&M. Uh, so I wouldn't really say the ACC is a better conference. I feel like there's like two or three teams that are good. Clemson is not one of them. If you've seen their two games, I know they won 66 to 14, but at one point they were losing that game. 
so I think that the top two teams, honestly, like it's going to be potentially Duke and Florida State in that conference. I and mean, maybe potentially Miami can make a run. Uh, so, yeah, I think that the SEC is definitely down. I, I don't think that conference is going to get – they're probably going to get one playoff team. It's going to be Georgia. Uh, you mentioned Ole Miss at Tulane. Let's talk about that one. I think uh, – in all honesty, I think Tulane played a great game. It just kind of got away from them in the final five minutes. Uh, it was very close. Um, you know – Ole Miss scores, they go up 10, Tulane kicks a field goal to bring it within three, and then you have a uh, – or I'm sorry, bring it within seven, and then you have an Ole Miss field goal and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. And so in the end, it's a 17-point victory – or 14, I don't remember. So it looks bad on paper, but it was a ball game for 50 minutes out of the 60, 55 to be honest with you. So everybody's high on Ole Miss. They got a high score and flashy offense. They had the same thing last year until they finally played a team like LSU that had a defense that could stop them. So pump the brakes there, Rebels. I'm not thinking Ole Miss is back. I don't think they're winning the SEC West. Um, but impressive win. But you also got to think Tulane had their second-string quarterback the whole time, and they kept it pretty respectable until the very end of the game. So, um, Wade, what you think of Tulane and Ole Miss this weekend? Yeah, I think you got good coverage on that one, Chet. Uh, I mean, there's a, a multiple ways you could view this game. I think Tulane had a valiant effort with the backup in there. Uh, but for Ole Miss, this is a team I'm high on. Um, I think that you can't discount a road win early on in the season. And honestly, yeah, it might not be their best team in in recent history, but why not? I mean, this is the, the year the SEC West is wide open. Uh Jackson Dart is just as good as Jaden Daniels, if not better. And defensively, I don't think we have a, a true gauge on either team yet. And then Alabama, we just saw them go up against big-time competition with a, a pretty good offense that probably is worse than all misses, and, and they let up a lot of points. So um, I think if it were to ever happen, uh, this is Ole Miss's chance to punch their ticket to Atlanta. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I just – I've watched Ole Miss football for a long time, and they're always. <laughs> I'm hoping they knock off Alabama on the road. Then I think that they, they always knock off Alabama, that. though. It's it's a, a matter of get past LSU, which they typically don't. But they we get it at home. Defense this year. Hey, last yeah, time LSU true. went to Ole Miss, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah, not nah, yeah. We got a pretty bad defense uh, this year. Um, you mentioned Alabama. Alabama just got straight up bullied. Uh, up front, their offensive line was on sleds the entire night. Uh, Texas, it was a close game for the first half, and Texas just had a late offensive explosion, taking that one 34 to 24. Is Texas back, Tyler? Are we saying horns up? Texas is back, or is or is are they still? I mean, Quinn Ewers had the opportunity to say it. Uh, I forget the reporter's name, but she asked after the game, Quinn, what do you have to say to all these people? Uh, here. And she was begging him to say, we're back. He was like, no, we got some work to do. So yeah, he's uh, no Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Are, are you going to say it for him? Is Texas back? Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think that they are the best team uh, in the Big 12. Uh, but every year they lose this. Like, they just have to keep track. Like, they know that they're pretty good. You know, they coming off of a big win. Now they just can't have a letdown. I don't know who they play this week, probably some nobody, but I think that their next big Wyoming. game to watch 
is uh, Kansas. Uh, whenever Kansas uh, travels uh, to Texas, I think that's going to be their next one. Uh, but, you know, Kansas has a high-powered offense. But the way that Oklahoma looked this weekend against SMU, I, that wasn't really what I wanted to see from the Sooners. I wanted Oklahoma to go out there and dominate, and they just didn't. Uh, so I think that Texas in the last year of the Big 12, this is their, their year to honestly win the national championship. Look at all the rest of – other conferences, you know, in the Big Ten, you're seeing uh, Michigan and Ohio State have some, some troubles. And then the Pac-12, uh, I think that you're going to have at least one Pac-12 team uh, in the playoff, whether that's USC, Washington, Oregon, whoever it is. Uh, but I definitely yeah, think that Colorado. Texas, this is, their, this is the year uh, to really make a run. And I think they have the team. If Quinn Ewers can play like he did on Saturday night, there's not going to be a team in the Big 12 that can beat them. I think that their defense uh, is a championship caliber team. Uh, so, I think for now, yes, Texas is back. Ask me this uh, later in the year. <laughs> okay, I like it. I think they had they they showed that they can compete. They went into Bryant Denny and shut all the gums up. I mean, they were just just blank stares. I mean, I can't talk too much because Florida State destroyed LSU. Uh, but I mean, Alabama was they were primed. They were like, "There's no chance we're going to destroy them." That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be too much. For Texas, Jalen Milrow made some good throws, and then other throws, you were wondering why the heck he was a starting quarterback. So, um, you mentioned the Pac-12 with USC and Utah and Oregon, but you forgot the primetime Deion Sanders and Colorado rolled on to beat Nebraska pretty easily. I mean, Shadur Sanders, Wade, I'm Venmoing you some money. Put it on the Heisman. I think he is. I mean, he's balling out back to back. TCU, Nebraska, not great defensive showings from either team. He he was just racking up numbers. Of course, Travis Hunter looks great. Um, and to be honest with you, Dion or Shadir looks, I think he's like Johnny Manziel part two. The, he just runs around back there and makes it that, but he's better. I mean, he's definitely better, but it's like backyard football is what I'm saying. He makes guys miss. He makes, he just, I mean, it's like Lamar Jackson. That's probably a better comparison there. Uh, just makes plays in the in the open field, makes guys miss, and just extends the play with his feet. And he's he's accurate passer. He's got all the talent from his dad. Wait, is I know we said it last week. We were over hyping him. Uh, but have you bought the ticket for Colorado yet to the to at least a Pac-12 championship? Uh, I've bought the ticket to Colorado making a bowl game. Uh, but no, I I think that. Until we see Oregon or Washington slip up, we know Southern Cal is probably the cream of the crop. Um, but really good momentum here for Colorado, uh, you know, heading to the, the Big 12 next year. I mean, they could be the favorite in that conference. So, yeah, quickly how things turn around. I yeah. think it's the perfect, perfect time for them to join the Big 12. Uh, and Dion's second year there, it's going to be something else. Um, their defense better than USC, so that's going to yeah. be that game. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, college game is going to be it's in Boulder. Boulder. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's good. it's. Uh, I believe it's week four. Yeah, it's coming out. Play Colorado State, and then USC goes to Boulder. I'll bet you that game day is one hundred thousand percent there. Game, game day is already game going there next week. Yeah. Ah, they're, they're because week three schedule is so bad, like they just had to go in to say, well, "Yeah, let's just go to Dion, give him the hype." They should. Well, then they probably the won't go back to back weeks. Nope. Yeah, I would. I they're probably going to go to uh, South Bend for Ohio State Notre Dame. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's Kirk Herbstreit. He'll definitely be there. 
Yeah. Uh, who does Colorado play next week? Uh, Colorado, Colorado State. State. Oh, they're a well, twenty-two and a half point favorite. I I take that one. I think, but that USC Colorado game is going to be something else. I mean, talk yeah. about if they school. beat them. If they beat USC, then it. If you that's, thought the hype was all, if bad right now, the hype is going to be overloaded if they take down Kale Williams and USC. I think you give Sanders the Heisman. Wade, make sure yeah. I place that before they play. Um, so. Other games, let's see what else I got. Oh, my upset pick. App State couldn't pull it off mm, in overtime against almost. North Carolina. Uh, I saw that. And I was like, this is going to be great. Uh, but North Carolina ended up getting it. Mac Brown said, I'm happy we don't have to play them anymore. So let's get to our upset picks for uh, this week, week three of college football. Wade, I'll let you start it off. All right, upset pick. Jeez, uh, you put me on the spot here. I thought we were just picking over under. Nope, <laughs> upset pick. Not many to choose from. Yeah, it's kind of a dud of a dud of a week. All right, come back to me. All right, Tyler, upset pick. What you got? Well, if I'm picking Florida to cover, I might as well go to the next level. I'll say Tennessee needs to be on upset alert heading to the swamp. I think that Florida is one of those teams that you don't want to play at home. So I'm going to go with Tennessee, the way that they've been looking. I know, you know, they beat Virginia. Virginia is one of the worst teams in the ACC. That was a great win for them, but they struggled in week number two. So upset alert, volunteers. They need to be keeping their eye out when they travel to Gainesville. You're not going to like mine. I I it's South Carolina. I already know. Face. Uh, I was going to set it up. Tyler. You ruined it. Um, Carson Beck, who? More like Spencer Rattler coming in between the ferns, bringing his game cards into Athens. It's a hedge, sir. It's not fern. I don't care. No respect to Georgia. Between the ferns. You got Spencer Rattler and that dynamic offense. They're going to wash away what they did in week one against North Carolina. And he's back, baby. I'm taking last second field goal. South Carolina knocks off the number one team. They're going to storm Georgia's field. All right. The Gamecock fans are coming in abundance. Are they going to get Wade stuck in the ferns again? <laughs> They're going to get stuck in the hedges. Wade, you better book your flight there because uh, you're going to want to see it. So, so take uh, take South Carolina over Georgia this week. All right. I, I hope you will that one into existence, although that would be like the complete demise for the for the conference. <laughs> Um, that would knock the conference out the playoff. I know who my upset is. I already oh. called this on SEC Talk. It's UNLV beating Vanderbilt. Uh, I looked too, Wade. The last that. meeting, they beat them 34 to 10. UNLV. UNLV beat UNLV Vanderbilt 34 to 10. Yeah. Give me the points. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, looking around the, the, the league, there's not many top-tier yeah. matchups this week. I mean, like we said, game day is going to Colorado versus Colorado State. Uh, Georgia versus South Carolina is the SEC matchup in, in Tennessee and Florida. Um, let's give our picks for Tennessee-Florida. Tyler, you just picked Florida? I no, am, no, I did not pick I, Florida. I'm going with Tennessee. I think they win by a field goal. Okay. All right. Wade, <laughs> Tennessee or Florida? Uh, I think Tennessee bounces back and wins this one 31-14. to 14. I'm going with the Gators. I think uh, Billy Napier's got to get a few good wins. I think they take down Joe Milton. He's not going to be ready for the swamp. So they give me 21-17. I know I did. I changed my mind. 21 spreads his opinions around on every platform. We can't all have the same opinion. Uh, we did last night, but not tonight. Um, Ole Miss Georgia Tech, that's not a top game. 
Pitt, West Virginia, the backyard brawl. Isn't that what it's called? Yes, yeah. the backyard brawl. Between right. the boulders. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Between the boulders. Uh, give me Pitt this year. Don't know why. Tyler? I'm going to go West Virginia at home. Uh, it's a different place uh, to play. Pitt coming off of loss against Cincinnati. Uh, I thought that Cincinnati was going to be one of the worst teams in the Big 12, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're better than I thought, uh, but haven't really been impressed uh, with Pitt so far, uh, and West Virginia's offense should be able to score against that defense. So I think it's going to be a more high-scoring shootout, uh, but in the backyard brawl, I have the Mountaineers getting some revenge because they have been circling this game since last year whenever Pete – Bit them, uh, beat them and had that pick six uh, to win them the game. Uh, so I think Country Rose takes me home uh, in this game. I like watching them play week one. That's way more exciting. Uh, yeah. All right, Wade, who you got? Yeah, I like uh, West Virginia in this one too. I think the bourbon-soaked field will uh, give West Virginia a little advantage in this one. It'll be rowdy. And, yeah, I think they split the series. This is one that um, I'd like to see played more often but obviously with college football expanding it's probably not trending in that direction um but this used to be a, a good old-fashioned showdown every year yes that it did uh, i've got another good old-fashioned showdown for you we got the james madison taking on troy last wow. one on nfl network saturday night six o'clock uh james madison uh the dukes have been good all year they just beat virginia Give me the Dukes over the Trojans because I hate Troy. Tyler, what you got? You just hate Troy because he beat the I do it. Troy came in. <laughs> I'm going to go with James Madison, too. I think that, you know, Troy lost a lot of talent from last year's team uh, that won the Sun Belt. And the way that James Madison's offense been looking, I think that Troy, their defense is usually pretty good. But give me the Dukes, too. I think that they win this one, but it's going to be close. All right. We got two for two for the Dukes. Wade, what are you going with? All right, I know you don't like it when we go three for three on the show because it doesn't drum up drama, but I picked James Madison as my New Year's Six favorite at the beginning of the year. I don't even know if they're allowed to be in a bowl game they since are. they're transitioning. Okay, good. There's just a um, one year off, which is stupid. Well, yeah, they won their Power Five matchup against Virginia. Uh, if they win against Troy, it's smooth sailing from here on, in my opinion. They do have to play Coastal Carolina at some point, but they don't look as good. So I'm going to stick with James Madison here. And, yeah, they could be playing in, like, Miami or Phoenix or something. I like it. I like it. Let us know your upset picks down in the chat. Um, that's it for college football. We got NASCAR Neil update real quick, and then I'll throw it back to you all for any other last sports updates. So Tyler Reddick got the win today at Kansas. He's now the third different driver of the 45 car to win at Kansas in the last four races there. With Kurt Busch, the winner of spring in 22, and Wallace winning in the fall of 22. He gets the win due to a textbook restart, overtaking his owner. Better be careful overtaking your boss. Denny Hamlin, who ran a great race all day. Truex Jr. had a bad day after an early tire puncture, caused him to wreck. That's, uh, ruin, that'll ruin anybody's day. Um, this now puts him in a tough position going into the cutoff race next week at Bristol. Other tire issues were present with both Bubba Wallace and Boucher having issues during the race. And Jace Elliott and teammate Kyle Larson hit. On pit road, you got two teammates working into each other. You got ball, you got workers overtaking their boss and teammates hitting each other. NASCAR is wild. Um, and so Elliot then doors Larson after exiting the pit road before blending into the track. The round of 16 cut line is close with Logano at plus 
uh, 12 and Harvick plus seven. Truex is current, currently first out at minus seven. The only driver that has a serious chance to point his way in. The other drivers currently below the line are Wallace minus 19, Stenhouse Jr. minus 22, and McDowell at minus 40. These drivers will most likely need to win to advance to the round of 12. In silly season or off-season news, it is announced that John Hunter Namechik will be driving the 42 for Legacy next year. This was highly speculated after the team parted ways with Graxon earlier this year. He's currently the Xfinity Series points uh, leader and the top prospect for Toyota, which Legacy will be switching to next season. This is the second time he's raced full-time in Cup after his single season in 19, 2019 when he was unsuccessful after which he stepped down to a lower series to build up his confidence and skill. Sometimes that just has to happen. We did that in, uh, in flag football or softball, flag football. There was no – And volleyball, man. I did it this yeah, year. We're two and, th- two and two now. I'm about to it's say, how's good. the volleyball? We had checked in with you on the volleyball lately, <laughs> Wade. How's it treating you? We are two and two, uh, coming off a close loss in the third set, fifteen to twelve. So that was disappointing. Uh, very well could be uh, three and zero or four and zero at this point, but two and two, and we do have our toughest two matches coming up uh, tomorrow. We'll be a little shorthanded. Um, Elise and some of her coworkers are on a work trip, so. It's just us scrubs. And then the next week, um, we play the top team. So that'll be a showdown. And we're looking solid for maybe a top four finish. And then we'll have the uh, end of season tournament. And it's anybody's game from that point because it's just single single games uh, and single elimination. So anybody could get hot. So what I'm hearing is you need to make your way over to LSU's campus and recruit somebody to uh, to join the for, uh, maybe a former Lady Tiger volleyball player to fill in this week. Yeah, at least only went to high school with an Olympic uh, volleyball player, you know. Why is she not playing on your team there? Because <laughs> they have levels to this. They keep an ID card on you. And if, if you are too good in the lower levels, you're not allowed to play in the lower level. Because people will scam the system, you know. I get it. I get it. No, I mean, that's I'm playing on Wednesday night scramble. And uh, yeah, there's one guy out there who uh, claims he's a D player, which is the lowest level. The man's out here shooting like 60s. Like, come on, man. Like, don't let's let's not be crazy here. Um, it's tw- like people that cheat the system for a rec league volleyball or a Wednesday night like fun league night. Like, come on. What are you doing with your life? Girl? Hey, all I got to say is we went zero wins. One win, now two wins. I would like to keep Dude, that's climbing. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to get five wins this season, but next season I'm I'm smelling a winning record. So hey, expect four. You've doubled it every year. Take the four and it just right. go for eight next year. Uh eight any other any other sports? Yeah, eight. No, fully undefeated. We'll we'll sponsor <laughs> the team. Um, uh, any other sports news before we send it off into the stratosphere? That's all I got. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in, watching live. And if you're listening, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. We greatly appreciate it. Like, subscribe, comment, send it to your friends. Send it to someone that just needs to know more about sports because that's what we're here for. So with that, we'll leave everybody. Go have a great weekend. Uh, Go Tigers.